0: Welcome to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm your host, Steve Casillo. And today we're talking about your taxes because we're in February. April's coming up. It's tax time. We're bringing in our tax advisor, Adam Cohen. And if you know, if you're like me, you may have a shoebox full of tax receipts, W-2 forms. You may have your tax returns from 1983. We're going to talk about tax records and document retention. Yeah, just how long should I keep copies of my tax returns? Well, you know, if it's Friday, it is the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. This is now number three that we're doing today, three of three. And today we are talking about your taxes because February, it's tax time. And we're going to bring in our uh, our guest here, Adam Cohen, as always, bring, uh, bring you back. Uh, welcome back to About Mansfield.
1: Thank you, Steve. Glad to be here. Happy Friday.
0: It is Friday, but uh, more importantly, we are only three days away from Valentine's Day. Are you prepared? Uh, No, I actually forgot about it until today. uh, You and me both. Yeah. So, <laughs> I did go into my local grocery store over the weekend, uh, actually yesterday, and um, the flower uh department, the floral department is just loaded not only with roses and and stuff like this, but um the Mylar balloons were all over the place of of Really? Those are still popular? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I've ever given balloons as a Valentine's gift.
1: Nor have I. I don't know that I would want to.
0: But we're not here today to talk about Valentine's Day. Uh, Today's topic, tax records and document retention. Sure. Now, Adam, uh, I I don't want to say that I'm a hoarder, but I do tend to hang on to my tax records because I don't know how long I should be hanging on to these tax tax records. So... Uh, Let's jump right into it. How long should I keep copies of my tax returns? Listen, I I want
1: to tell you very quickly, there's someone very dear to me who I love, who will remain nameless, who recently sent me pictures of uh, tax records from 1988. Wow. Yeah, you don't need to keep them that long. Uh, At least keep copies of your tax returns for the prior seven years. And if you want to keep them longer than that, the reasons you might do that are, let's say you were audited for that year or you took a a, a deduction that you thought maybe was uh, risky, let's say, uh, those you'd want to hang on to perhaps a little longer. But generally, seven years is it. You don't need to keep them any longer than that.
0: So if you did take a risky tax deduction, Can the IRS go back and audit that tax deduction, say, from 10 years ago?
1: Not generally that far back, not unless there's fraud. Um, You've got three time periods to deal with. Three years, which is going to be most people, three years from the time the tax return was filed. Uh, Six years, which is going to be some of those risky items you're talking about. And then, of course, there's tax fraud, which there's no time frame uh, in which case you've got a whole nother set of issues. You don't come see me, you go find a tax lawyer.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So tax returns, ideally seven years, we're looking what, 2014, 2015. Yeah. Uh, around around there. that timeframe. Yeah. All right. Now I also have shoe boxes full of receipts and other tax documents. uh, uh Same question. How long do I hang on to those uh, those tax preparation uh, items?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, it it can depend. But your normal W-2 and things like that, again, generally three years, you know, they're most of the time the IRS is not going to look at a normal tax return with normal deductions any longer than three years back. Uh, and, and for sake of argument, you know, in practicality, they can't wait until the third year uh, or is about to lapse. They're going to go somewhere between 12 and 18 months is when you know that they're going to look at your tax return. So if you're past the three year mark, you don't need to keep any of those tax records. Now, if you have a small business where you've taken one of these risky tax deductions, you probably want to keep your your records substantiating those numbers on that particular transaction but the other
0: items largely are not going to matter. All right. So ideally again, uh, uh, seven years for tax returns, Mm -hmm. three years for receipts, W-2s, other tax preparation items. Correct. All right. So now I've got, uh, I've got these shoe boxes full of receipts and, and things like that. I've got my stack of, of old returns from 1983 and and to current, what's the best way to dispose of these eight-year-old and beyond uh, tax returns?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you the the main answer is don't bring them to your CPA. We don't want them
0: <laughs> because you um, don't want them.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, shred them for sure. Uh, and and you know I, I I've heard some people say put them in the bonfire. I mean, shred them is really the way to go with it and and make sure it's a crosshatch shred so that it's really destroyed and none of your personal information's getting out there. Uh, obviously, you're not concerned about somebody trying to figure out how money, how much money you made in 1983. You're more concerned about are they running off with your personally identifying, identifying information, uh, date of birth,
0: social security number, full legal name, et cetera. Okay. And here in Mansfield, they have uh, Shred Day where. Oh, yeah. You just drive up with your box of papers. They dump it into, I guess, what looks like a, a wood chipper. And yeah. um, it all... <laughs> I, I've never been to one, so I don't know what it what it actually looks like. But they dump it in, they shred it, and uh, you walk off uh, a, a happy person. You can actually stand there and watch them shred your documents. But right. uh, uh, Mansfield, uh, two, three times a year, has, uh, has Shred Day. Uh, what kinds of records should I keep, and how do I go about keeping them?
1: So if you are uh, if you are a small business owner, you've got a whole lot more due diligence and record keeping requirement than somebody like um, a college student who has a couple of w two jobs and maybe an interest statement on their bank account. Uh, well, who earns interest on their bank account anymore. But if you are a W2 worker, you're just going an employee, you're just going to keep your W2s, any other tax forms you get from third parties and keep those in your records in a file. and that's that's sufficient. Now if you're a small business owner, you need to have receipts, uh, bank statements, credit card statements, things to back up your purchases, your business expenses and any of the information that you're ultimately claiming as a deduction on your tax return, it's incumbent upon you as the person reporting the deduction to have the records to back it up.
0: All right. Now tell me, because we're, we're, we're in a digital world who keeps, who keeps material copies of of things. So uh, tell me if I'm doing the right thing. When, when I finish, when I receive my, my tax return, which is usually a hard copy. First thing I do is I go to the scanner and I scan it and, uh, and upload it to the cloud. So I've got it. um, I've got it there is, is keeping a digital copy, a PDF copy of your tax returns. Is that advisable?
1: Absolutely. And and the same thing with your, your records, your, your receipts, your bank statements. In fact, it's, it's not only advisable, it's preferable and that it be stored in, at least two different places, one local, one backed up offsite. Because if something happens to your house, if it burns down, your records are gone. And and this is the story that I hear time and again, tornado, fire, flood, records are gone. And now you've got to reconstruct. Uh, But if you've got it backed up and scanned in, not only do you not have receipts degrading, you know, from where you went out and had a $1,200 meal with a bunch of uh, potential clients, that's going (laughs) to it's going to fade within a couple of, of uh, months, if not a year,
0: and then all of a sudden, twelve hundred looks like a hundred and twenty.
1: That's exactly right. And now you're stuck with a hundred twenty dollar deduction instead of twelve hundred, or whatever <laughs> the case might be. Yeah.
0: If someone wanted more information about not only how to file or or tax records or where where to file their their documentation or how to retain their documentation, if someone had uh, questions about uh, taxes in general. How can people get in touch with Adam Cohen?
1: Give me a call. I'm at 817-231-0666. And any one of us here can help you. Again, 817-231-0666. Or you can go find us on the web. We're at DFW Tax Team. That's dot com. And uh, really, the question everybody needs to be asking themselves is not, is it deductible? But how can we make it deductible? What business do I
0: have to be in in order to deduct this? That's good advice. That's Adam Cohen with Jack Lotterman CPA, PC. He is the tax manager for, uh, for Jack Lauderman. Happy Valentine's Day. You as well, my friend. Thank you. We'll see you on, uh, on next Friday. All right. See you then. Bye-bye. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get y'all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.